Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Father God, I just thank you for today and Lord, for your goodness and your kindness to all of us. And Father, we do thank you for what you have done the last few weeks in the preparation and the labour and the conception and the delivery. Father God, I wanna thank you yet again, Father, for all our the amazing people within this church, those who gather and participate, those who contribute. Father God, those who are behind the scenes and labour to bring an atmosphere and an environment that is so spectacular. Lord, we wanna thank You that You presenced Yourself with us, that You went before us and that You were there just as You've always done. And Lord, our hearts are expansive. Our hearts are grateful towards You. We thank You for the salvations. We thank You for lives switched on. We thank You for the miracles that got girls into that room when they weren't coming, but You drew them by Your Holy Spirit. And even today, Lord, across all of our sisterhood locations here in Australia, we ask, Lord, that You just have Your way today as we just share and give glory to You, Father, and tell some stories. In Jesus' Name. And everyone said? Amen. Amen. Absolutely. So it's good to see You again. Praise God. So you know all the girls here, right? Absolutely. You don't need to introduce them. They're fantastic. But um, I mean, really, what a week. I actually wrote down some stats. Oh, here it is in here. Hang on a minute. What a week we've had. What an insane week. So um, do you want to hear a couple of praise reports? Yeah. Okay, I would have told this, but some of you are at one, some of you are at two, some of you are um, out the back and you don't hear these wonderful things. But um, all together, over the two conferences, by the grace of God, and it's the cherry on the cake of our, of our church. It's what we call sisterhood on steroids. Everyone say sisterhood on steroids. That is what colour is. It is sisterhood on steroids. Hallelujah. There were over 17,000, in fact, almost 17,500 involved in conference, which is a great testimony 23 years in, right? That is still a great testimony. And girls came from 42 nations, 21 denominations were represented which I would have said this at conference, is just a beautiful testimony to the unity and the cohesion that is being felt in the body of Christ. And of course, that is not everybody's experience, but you know what? It's our experience. And it's been an anointing that God has um, allowed our house to have when we seek to champion the cause of local church around the world. In our conferences, God has honoured that. And you know, when that happens, when women unite from far and wide, honestly, blessing ensues. And blessing is going to be felt, which is incredible. Um, as a praise report, 2,592 volunteers, which is spectacular. And we never, that never grows old. It's absolutely amazing. The thing that I love is that um, recorded, and that means girls, there may have been girls whose hearts opened and they didn't have, quite have the courage to go and, you know, collect a Bible, but literally, um, 1,339 decisions for Christ. Yeah, that's actually pretty amazing when you, when you stop and consider that this is a three-day paying conference. So that says something, that girls are 
you know, only heaven can record that, right? We don't really know what happens in the human heart and we actually don't always need to, we just need to be there to help people move forward. Whether that's recommitment, first time, but I know there's so many girls in the room who had never been before and their hearts enlarged towards Christ. And here's a beautiful one that you're gonna actually love. Um, Compassion, as of yesterday, I think yesterday were telling us that 943 children were, were, um, were sponsored. Keeping in mind, they gave us 900 and that's still growing. And they're absolutely thrilled with that. And if you were at um, conference two on the last night, I got up and always, you know, you, you come up with a um, profile and it's really a reminder because so many willing girls have taken um, the profiles, but they're still in their handbags. In fact, some might be in your handbag right now. <laughs> that aside, just follow through. That's all you need to do, just follow through. Um, yeah, and so I had a little boy, I had a little profile, his name was Jefferson, and I said, hey, um, I've got Jess, Jefferson here, which basically means that um, he, hasn't been, he hasn't been received into a family. Would anyone like him? And I was kind of holding it there and, you know, Jefferson, Jefferson, anyone, 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 you know, and you don't want to bleed the moment. So I was just like, oh, okay, I'll take him. <laughs> I'll take him. And then I made a smart comment, like Brian at Hillsong Conference, I think last year said, oh gosh, I'm never, he's never gonna be able to retire because we keep bringing compassion children home. And that is actually true. But anyway, here's the story. We're packing down, we're leaving um, in the back corridors and events, and this is where I love our event team. Someone came running up and said, oh, there's a lady standing out, um, outside of somewhere and she's like, she can't get Jefferson out of her mind. All night she'd been thinking about Jefferson. <laughs> I know. And she's like, could I please have Jefferson? And I'm like, here, take Jefferson. <laughs> we'll have another one at Hillsong Conference or, or something like that, eh? It's kind of too much fun. Anyway, so um, how, how exciting is that? I just wrote down a couple of things here um, and then we're just gonna tell stories. Do you love that? Everyone say, I love telling stories. Amen. Cass has 12,000 stories to tell, so I hope you brought your sleeping bag. Anyway, um, I just wrote down, you say I'm not preaching girls, but I just wrote three things that I know to be true of colour. That's kind of how I taught this conference, three things that I know to be true of truth or um, the past or whatever. Three things I know to be true of colour at the 23-year mark. Um, number one, she's as generational as ever. She is, she is as generational as ever and possibly more. And that was witnessed this past week. Witnessed because it feels like more and more girls are getting it. They are getting it. It's like the penny is dropping, right? I wrote about that in the sisterhood book. Um, Sandra Denton, one of the first girls who ever like came and articulated that she got it. Like suddenly she got it. She said, I get it, I get it, I get it. And the penny dropped. So I think more and more girls are getting it. And um, again, the penny is dropping. And then um, even if the penny has dropped and rolled away for a while, it's rolled back. <laughs> I, I think the penny is rolling back. Praise God for that, hey? I think more and more are trusting the environment and they are trusting the integrity of the environment. And therefore they are boldly inviting and bringing people. And again, that was witnessed at conference. Um, I think also um, because our babies are growing up. Our babies are literally growing up and they're coming for the first time. And I actually don't know how many 
um, conversations I had or testimonies where girls are saying, I'm here with my daughter. She was a baby when we started. I'm here with my daughter. Um, Libby Staines is one of our wonderful pastors out in, the, in rural New South Wales. They've got 11 campuses up and down the country. She came, she brought 75 girls to Conference One her girls and has been coming faithfully and loyally, network girl. And then she came back to conference two. It was her 13-year-old girl's um, birthday present, Bianca. And we got to honour her at network. And um, during the like fellowship time suppers that we had afterwards, um, where where we feed ourselves because we are dying. (laughs) We need food as well. Um, (laughs) That sounded awful. We feed ourselves. No, we don't really. We have food. And uh, she came up to me and she was so, she's 13 and she's like, Pastor Bobby, I loved what you gave me. Thank you so much. I love graphics. I love this. I love that. I love the 70s. I had a 70s birthday for my 13th. And I'm like, we were so on point with that. Anyway, praise the Lord. Amazing. Second thing I would say, she's, um, Carla, she's as poignant as ever. She's as poignant as ever. And the message certainly hasn't um, diminished or wavered at all. It's not diluted. The message is as strong today as it ever was, in fact, more so. And the third thing I would say that she's definitely not on her last legs. Colour. <laughs> you might think we are, but we're not. Uh, we, but we are still on our legs. Hallelujah. Um, but Colour is definitely on her, not on her last legs. And I'm saying that because I feel like there are an ocean of girls after years and years and years of being sewn into they um, are softening towards the things of God. They're actually softening. And I know one of my key girls said, you know, she has asked people in her world, in particular family and what have you, again and again and again and again and again. And she's heavily involved in colour, this you know, friend. And finally this year, two of them came. They only stayed for one morning session, but they were deeply impacted. And so we're not on our last legs, hey? And at the end of conference, um, we had a beautiful communion, Taya and Hannah shared, and um, I read something out of the, um, the introduction to Isaiah in the Passion Translation. Very, very beautiful to me. And I, I actually believe that this is what is happening for us, that we are actually entering a vision zone of heaven on earth. As a church, as a body of Christ, our eyes are widening, our eyes are opening, the veil is becoming thinner in worship. It's captivating. I mean, the language around be found in the irresistible for next year is no small thing. Wild, bright awakening. And I really pray, girls, that you won't see that as another, oh, here we go again, another year and yada, yada, yada. But that your hearts will lean in and we'll be praying to that end. Amen? So it's good in Jesus' Name. All right. Amen. I've got some fabulous friends here who have got stories to tell. And so who wants to go first? Donna, you emailed me. Get rid of this pillow. Yeah, get rid of it. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) It's called The Art of the Platform Couch. It's really interesting. Donna, tell us about your lady. So cool. Oh, okay. So you know know how colour is very spectacular and there's so much happening on the stage, but my conference highlight was definitely two ladies that I met um, you know, when you turn the first night, turn around and say hi to somebody. So, you know, you've got to break out of your group and go and find, you know, people that you don't know. So two ladies that I found. Oops, where did the other bit go? Oh, it's disappeared. Here we go. So there was two ladies nearby. <laughs> Sorry. We're Wait. a class act. Yeah. Can I just get rid of your, like, like terrible tissues? No, I need them. 
Oh, are they just here? Okay. So I just don't want you to have like like ratty tissues on your on your crutch. Like <laughs> when the photo comes out. Okay. So they were a mum and daughter and the, their names were Robin and Sarah and they were at colour together. And Robin, just if you can just put the picture up only, not the rest of the stuff. And I, they emailed they emailed their story for us to share with you, okay? So Robin is a mum and she is a farmer. She lost her husband a number of years ago. She's a 72-year-old lady and she farms her farm on her own at Narromine. Past Dubbo. And she was really upset to leave her farm and all her sheep in the drought. So she actually got quite teary when I said hi. And she was really quite upset about the drought. And she said, look, I'm really upset and I'm a bit doubting God because it's really rough with the drought. So here's what she wrote. She said, thank you very much for your kindness at colour and your gift of a jumper and bag that I'll wear and carry with pride. We said, wear the sisterhood jumper to the CWA meetings. Yeah. You know, you're going to rock it, Robin. When I arrived at Colour, I was worn and anxious as I had been pumping bore water for days as I was very worried about leaving my sheep. From the first night of Colour, when Donna tapped me on the shoulder, I'm not saying this about me, right? I'm just reading her letter. And was interested in me and my story was just the start to an amazing conference. I have come away feeling very hopeful, loved, and that God does see me. Please pay, pray for rain for the country areas that are struggling with barely any stored water and, or pasture. Farming families had a failed harvest last year, meaning no income, but still have to sow and fertilise in preparation for this year's crop. Animals are getting bogged in drying dams and can't get out as so weak. The main storage for the area is Burundong Dam is at 7% resulting in stringent water restrictions for towns with some having to bring in bottled water for drinking. Thank you both again for your time and support. It meant the world to me. Yours faithfully, Robin Jones. And I said, we'll just keep praying for her in our prayer requests. And then Sarah, her daughter, sent through her story last night. And I said, I know you. She said, yes, I used to come to Hills. I said, I remember you from years ago at Hills. So she goes, here's Sarah's story, get this. And here's her photo. Sean and I have two sons, Bryn now 20 and Rory 18, who both have a diagnosis on the autism spectrum, high functioning. When they were little in early 2000s, we tried attending church as a family, but unfortunately the boys didn't cope in kids' church, which meant that after a while I stopped going altogether until a friend invited me to Hillsong and we discovered treasure chest. What are the chances, right? The volunteers who served in treasure chests were so supportive and caring to our boys and us as parents, it was such a blessing. It was here that Bryn and Rory gave their hearts to Jesus. Attending treasure chests was also a highlight of their week, as for the most part, school for them was such a struggle at that time. So much so, I ended up homeschooling Bryn and Rory for a few years, until it became increasingly harder to engage them into their teens. By the grace of God, we found a small independent boys' school called Frank Dando's Sports Academy, especially set up for the boys that struggle with mainstream schooling. In a split decision, my husband gave up his job so that we could move the family to Melbourne. Thankfully, our sons are now both grounded, faithful Christian young men with a hope for the future. Bryn is studying engineering and Rory is doing his VCE through adult education. 
As my mum still lives on a farm out at Narromine, where I am from, we try and meet up at Colour every couple of years. We were due to meet last year in 2018 and had our tickets and accommodation booked, but unfortunately I'd been very unwell and had to have an operation for stage four endometriosis in the same month as Colour, so we couldn't make it. We again bought tickets and accommodation for this year, but this time it was the drought that potentially stood in our way with my mum anxious that her stock wouldn't have enough drinking water to last in the few days she would be away. Thankfully, she did come to colour and although exhausted and worried, we were able to have time together and she had her God encounter, which has given her faith back. And praise God, in an answer to prayer, she has now had on her farm 28.5 millimetres of rain <laughs> since colour and we are praying there will be much more to come. I'm so thankful for you both for helping mum, my mum to feel seen and heard. She is a different lady. And isn't the miracle the story of thousands of women and what the Lord is doing all the time in our lives? So may the miracle continue for Sarah and Robin. Amen. I love that. Amen. And important, our farmers, and that she would be 72, that she's coming. She's the farmer. It's her, her stock. Amazing. I also heard that actually another, um, one of the um, Church of the Air um, guys, he, sh- he surprised and shouted his wife to come, which was pretty special. Again, th- like Donna said, thousands of stories in the room. Thank you, Donna. Cass. Do you want to go back to the treasure chest? What? Okay, I Catherine. A, on a story, just yep. back of the treasure chest story. So we had um, the opportunity to honour Vanessa Param, who started our treasure chest ministry. And we just told her story and told a little bit about how her kids were doing, and that was really cool. So after um, Colour One, I got an email from a lady who, um, whose son was diagnosed with autism in a little church, um, and he, he was very disruptive in church, and they couldn't put him in the kids' ministry. So she sent an email saying that um, her church had actually said they couldn't come anymore. So she walked away from God. She was very hurt, very wounded as a family. But a few years ago, they started coming back to church and they found a great little church. And when she heard the story that we honoured and talked about Treasure Chest, she emailed us and said, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going to start that ministry in my church so no other kids have the same experience that my kids had. So isn't, I just loved it because it was such a story of an everyday girl who just got inspired by a two-second moment in colour, um, but is actually going to change something for other people. Love it. You can't invent this stuff. It's just is God orchestrating. Cass, give us a couple of your favourite ones okay. while we're on the link. Favourite. Um, Last September, my father-in-law passed away and we were in Melbourne and we had just buried him. And I remember being in the kitchen at home and a girlfriend texted me and she said, hey, there's a pastor in LA who's just died tragically. I wonder if you would pray for his wife. So we stopped in the kitchen, Rich and I, and we prayed for her. And I had no idea that she was connected into our world and that our LA friends would actually pay for her and sponsor her to come to Colour this year. And so somewhere during the week, I was tagged on a post and she talked about colour in the most beautiful way and I was wondering if I could read it to you. Have you got that picture? Did you send it to them? No, I didn't. I didn't know if I was allowed to. Okay. Anyway, here you go. She writes this, she goes, Hillsong Colour, you are special. God knew I would be halfway across the world on this exact week of colour. God knew and God wanted to show me just how far I've come. Not how far I've travelled in actual miles to Sydney, but how far I've come in my pain. 
Yesterday, Erwin McManus opened the morning session with the story of Elijah running for his life, hiding out in a cave to overcome fear, anxiety and depression. I was shocked. If you know our story, you would understand this is the exact message my husband gave to our church just a few weeks before he himself died. With each word, the swell that was about to wash over me grew larger and larger. And when the wave of grief finally crashed, I leaned into friends around me and had a really ugly cry. Later that day, there was another encounter, another swell, another moment where God took me back to where my journey started and showed me just how far I've come. Our eyes were turned to the screens and we watched a handful of young kids in Africa begin to sing a familiar song. The song is only familiar to me because it was released the day of my husband's graveside burial service. It was a song playing in the bathroom as I trembled, getting ready on that morning to do something that I couldn't bear to do. It was a song I played in the car as I drove in my long black dress to a cemetery where my beautiful husband would be laid to rest forever. It is a song I've played over and over the last six months when I feel overcome with pain. And this song was rescued by Lauren Daigle. And with each verse of the lyrics, God was speaking directly to me. I will send down an army to find you in the middle of the darkest night. It is true, I will rescue you. So thank you Hillsong for creating the most beautiful atmosphere where it is safe to be real, safe to be broken and where it is safe to be healed. And thank you God for bringing me here and reminding me of how far I've come for you are so very good to me. And the thing that I love about that, you can clap in a minute if you want to, but the thing that I love about that, not now, hold on, <laughs> is that um, in a creative office space up there, we have no idea what we're putting together and what God will use and breathe on to minister to you. And I love that for our team, that's a real story of encouragement because they're just dreams in the back of a room. And the funniest thing is, is that on the same day, I got a note from one of our girls who is part of our church and she wrote to me, you know what's funny? My most impacting and refreshing moment of colour for me was the rubby ducky item, which is ironic. It was so ridiculous. If you were there, like the stage was insane and there were clamshells and ducks and it was all going ridiculously and girls in bubble dresses. And she wrote, here's the deal. Hearing the voiceover say something along the lines of, hey girls, it's time to take a bath. Receiving a bar of soap and looking up, being surrounded by hundreds of bubbles, I felt God whisper to my heart, you're clean again. And I love that God can use the most ridiculous rubber duck dancing, shower cap wearing, bubbling and foam blowing machine moment to heal my heart. It's so ridiculous, Amen. right? What I love about that whole gift moment, keep it in mind, it wasn't just a bar of soap, it was from preemptive love. And if you were there, you understand how complex that exercise became. But um, I love that um, Josh and some of the creative directors outside and the hallways with all the little children and, and all the paraphernalia. They ha I said, hey mate, no, actually I text them afterwards. I always wanna say thank you. And I said, thank you for the, the love and effort that went into that. And um, as with all of our producers, and um, he said, oh, we were just praying before we went out saying, by the grace of God, we're so blessed that we get to do this, that we get to make a memory. Women will never look at bubbles and soap and shower caps and showers again in the same way. Hopefully it will prompt prayer. I mean, that was the whole bottom line, amen? So it was kind of cool. And the, the wee lass, you mentioned that, I don't know if girls realise, but again, the connective, the beautiful labyrinth of, of connection that God is weaving across the earth. That young um, girl, Kay, it was Kayla, wasn't Kayla lost her husband tragically. She's just a young woman. She's got, I think, three or four little boys. 
three little boys who are gorgeous, who are the, she said that they're the spinning image of their father. So every day she looks at them and sees their daddy. And um, it was our OC sisterhood, our Orange County sisterhood. I got to speak there only at their second ever gathering um, in February. And they honoured this young mum and then they had worked out how they would actually um, shout her and bring her to colour. It's miraculous. Got another one? Do you want more? Oh no, I'm happy to stop there. I just, Laura, no, it's, we're going to come back. I've because, got so many more. Yeah, we've got five minutes. Laura. She's the queen of stories. Yeah, because we're going to break at around 11am, go local, and then we're going to continue here, okay? So, Lizzie, tell us whatever you want. Tell us about Secret Garden TV or anything you want. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, we did something really exciting during Colour this this year. We did a Secret Garden pop-up right on Pitt Street in the heart of um, Sydney. And so for me, that was just so exciting because it was like a stamp on our city. And as a church, I, I don't know that we've ever done anything like that. Like it was quite a unique little thing that we did. Um, and I just wanted to make um, the objective of the pop-up really clear that it wasn't just to create a cool space, it wasn't just to create a cool vibe, you can get that anywhere, but to send a really clear message. And so the, the way that we did that was, um, I'm like, we need to put something in, in the girl's hands. So we created a little postcard that said, you are seen, you are worthy, you are loved. And girls went out, we got permission to do so, to, went out on Pitt Street and we're just handing, out to, handing them out to women and kind of directing them to the pop-up. And so one of the girls went out, put one of those postcards in, in a woman's hand. And she was a little bit like confused and made her way to the pop-up. And her story is that she um, has found herself homeless. Um, not necessarily living on the streets, but because of an abusive situation with her partner, um, she is not living at home and she is pregnant. She has a daughter who stays in a, sh- in a shelter at nighttime to keep safe. And she came in and she was just hearing these girls speak words of life over her. And um, she looked around and she saw all these young girls taking photos and connecting with one another. And, and she said, look at these girls, look at how loved they are. I wish somebody loved me like that. And in that moment, one of the girls just looked her in the eye and just said, Jesus loves you, and just began to speak the gospel over her life. And that was just, I mean, amazing. Um, So continuing to pray for her. Um, And then, and just just the kind of like imprint that we're having, like, I guess, on people who are outside of our church. Because mum mentioned this, like, it's like colour and the sisterhood is like, our greatest secret, like our city's greatest secret. Like, hello, we've been doing something significant for years and years and years. um, And yet people don't know, they don't realise what's happening. And so um, these business people walked in because they heard about our pop-up and they they do pop-ups as a business, that's their thing. And so they walked in and they were so confused because they were like, this is excellent. How have you done this? And then our girls were like, well, we did it all with youth volunteers from our church and they just couldn't (laughs) comprehend it. And so it was just kind of a cool little story as well. And again, just opening their eyes to our our church and to what's happening. for the sisterhood, so it's I actually cool. love that. I love, you know, many years ago, we used to have some people um, on our team and they were always trying to knock down the doors of like Marie Claire magazine and Vogue and all that and, and like tell a story. And like, they were like, this, the world needs to know. And I used to take this attitude. I was like, look, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. Let's just get on with the job. Yeah. Honestly, let's just get on with the job because there's a degree where... 
there's a side to the, the world, a secular world out there that is very anti, that doesn't wanna know. But here's the deal, there are thousands who do. And so I'm only saying that to say our work is not done. And I love that we got to go out into the marketplace there. It was such a beautiful message. You and your team, your team, team. Um, are uh, exceptionally, you're, you're talented and you're gifted and you're anointed for this. And I think it's actually beautiful. Just really quickly, we've got one minute and then I'm gonna get, we're gonna bleed by three minutes. Um, just quickly tell them the story of the girl who came in and then went back and watched all the, Oh yeah, there was a girl. Um, uh, there was a girl who walked in and was um, just she just had no idea. She just didn't understand, and and she was in a rush. She was going back to work. So the girls just said, "Hey, look at the website. Um, it kind of explains what it is." And so she went back to the office, um, ended up watching every single episode that there is. And so for those of you who don't know, I interview girls and we just talk real life. We talk real things. And and anyway, she came back an hour later, apparently really moved, quite emotional, and just said, "I cannot believe something like this exists." I'm t- telling all my friends and all my friends, we're going to come back tomorrow and have a look at this. So, so fun. Yeah. So I'm only, I asked her to say that because I want us to be carriers of it. Yeah. We're sitting on actually a, a beautiful little treasure here that is so helpful for girls. And, and again, if you, you just, if we just leave it to a few to try and tell a message, but if we all carry it, all point in that direction, because this case, in this case, Secret Garden is birthed out of the soil. Yeah. It's pure I love it, it's clever, it's doable, so I love that. Really quick, Catherine, um, what was your favourite thing about colour? Oh, I, I know what your favourite thing is. You know, was. okay, all right, I'll tell that us. One. Um, I brought my 11 year old to yes. colour for the first time. I, I say it's the first time, she's been at every colour since she was born, yeah. but first time as a delegate, she sat next to me and she absolutely loved it. I heard she is, she takes prolific notes. Seriously, pages <laughs> and pages of notes. Yeah. Like, on her phone, on, and she doesn't have internet on her phone, so she can't actually do anything else on her phone. So she took notes. It was awesome. I, I told her that, um, I said, well, that's really good because maybe I should look at your notes and your notes might be better than my notes. She's got pages. That I'm preaching of, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. There was a gorgeous moment with your dad. I think we've yeah, got a picture got of that. Okay, so there's only like seven, seven people in the world that will make my um, dad make a fool of himself and Sahara's one of them. And so, yeah. Very, very cute. Okay. It's very cute. Share what you want to share and give oh. the girls a heads up on what we okay, actually created Okay, really, really quickly. We created a tool at Colour. You know, we always do that. Colour Sisterhood, that's what we're about. Actually making it simple for everyone to get involved. So I just wanted to let you guys quickly know about it. So on the Colour Sisterhood website, there's a little um, bar and it says Colour Sisterhood Questionnaire. And basically, it's a really simple questionnaire. It takes about 30 seconds to do, but it actually helps you to figure out maybe what your next step is and something that you might be passionate about doing. And we really just wanted to help everyone do that process of reflection. Sometimes it's hard to look at the plethora of ideas and things that you can do and not actually ever nail down one thing that you will do. So that's what the questionnaire is all about. It's just about helping you to ask some really simple questions to maybe think about what it is that you can actually do this year to be part of sisterhood. And sisterhood doesn't look the same for everyone. It could be, um, it could be a million things, but that's, that's the idea of the questionnaire to help you nail that down. And it will really help you to see some things that maybe you can do this year to be part of that. 
Fantastic. All right, I want to be true to all the other locations, so I'm looking at you right now. So it's 11.01, and you're going to tell your own stories and have some laughs and that, and I'm sure we'll continue here. Probably need to pull out some bloopers and what have you. (laughs) So you guys go to about 11.21, and then you do the rest of the service, and you have fun, and then pray, pray for 2020, amen, and pray for the Colour Marathon that's taking place. We all leave, I leave next Tuesday, I think. And then also pray for, ah, that's it, I remembered. Um, Our series, because we're gonna continue on next week and into the coming weeks on our beautiful series, The Art of um, Friendship, Community Friendship and Cause. And I gave you, before Colour, I gave us a really good introduction foundation block. And I really think we've got the potential, we're actually meeting after, after this to um, talk about, I think it's gonna be a great series, a great few weeks, and something you can be proud to bring friends to, amen? All right, everyone at Hills wave goodbye to the girls. Okay, have fun, girls. <laughs> Love it. Okay, let's tell stupid stories now, shall we? (laughs) Do you have any stupid stories, Cass? Okay, so. I mean, um, this is censored, this is completely live. Right. This is real. So I'm in the creative office space at one point in time, and the boys are telling a story. And they all start telling about how a lady has given birth to a baby on the stairs at colour. No. No. And. The girl who's telling it, one of the girls who's telling it, she says, I'm a midwife and I wished I had been there because I really could have helped. And so there's all this drama going on in creative. And it's like, wow, I can't believe we actually had a literal baby at colour, which is all good and well, right? Until I get into Bobby's meeting and I'm like, guys, you're not gonna believe what's happened at colour. And so I start telling the story and Carl Hugo, who's our events guy, just starts killing himself laughing. And he went, you creatives, you exaggerate everything. And he goes, I wish I could say that was true, Cass, but what actually happened was not great, but let me tell you how far you guys take a story. And he he goes, so a lady is going down the stairs at colour and she's got a pram and her baby falls out of the pram. No. (laughs) And they catch the baby on the stairs and there's no problem. But he goes, but you sure didn't get a baby delivered at colour. We kind of just saved a baby. Anyway, so that was our first ridiculous story. Perfect. That was a good start. Perfect. Amen. (laughs) Amen. No birth. (laughs) I had a, something went through my mind and now it's gone again. Praise the Lord. Oh, yes. Did anyone see that? We had, we had the panel and Nathan was sitting, Nathan Finocchio. Finocchio was sitting there and is like, um, value and all that stuff, jumper, you know, and his hair and his hairy legs and everything like that. And there was a photo went out and Brian saw it, who was not in the meeting, and he tagged Laura. <laughs> Did anyone see that? That made my day. That actually was very that special. That was hilarious. And to be fair, he does have very smooth, lovely legs. He does. But I brush my hair, unlike him. Yes, <laughs> that was true. True. Amen. Okay. Um, Beck, you've got something. You had a nice well, story oh, to tell. Hello. Oh, yeah. Um, I will tell that Church of the Year story because Anna, and I've got a photo of her. I don't know if that's going to come up. Beautiful. This lady is amazing. She lives at the very top of Western Australia. 
and her and her young family, she's got two little kids, link into our 9am service here at Hills on a Sunday morning. Anyway, she is a city girl through and through, but her and her husband actually felt called to a remote community to really serve them. They bought a local business. She teaches a Sunday school to local kids every Sunday morning and they set up a Christmas concert every year. Anyway, she is as dry as a bone. Literally, she, has, she feels like she's got nothing left. So four weeks ago, her husband and I are in communication just via Facebook or whatever. She goes, I really want to surprise Anna with a registration for colour. So we get the, well, he did all the hard work. He sourced flights. He got her in a group with the girls from Perth. He got her sitting with a girlfriend and she came and she was, I met up with her, she was teary and crying. It was like um, water to dry bones. And things that she talked about that blessed her so much, she bought her two-year-old little cute squishy little boy who lives remote and that's all he's known, um, saying how to be able to put him in kids, Linda Orr, amazing, for seven straight sessions after this kid has not known separation from his mum. Um, so that she could sit in was just life to her. And she talked about the incredible connection she just had with every woman that she met. She exchanged phone numbers and email addresses. They shared amazing stories. And so God totally met her. So yeah, that's Anna. Well done, you. Anything else you want to share? Yeah, I've got more. Okay, <laughs> so get this. This is so personal to me. Um, I had a local mum who I tried to get to colour for literally 10 years. So I, every year, you know, you come up with a new creative way to sell it. I'm like, oh, let's try this. What about this? Oh, you'd love it. Okay, let's just, if you're in the city, you happen to be there, I'll just, whatever. I was, I was giving those sessions. I'm like, you'd love this. Anyway, 10 straight years, yeah. Nothing. And then all of a sudden, I totally ease off and she's like there and, um, and she's loving it. Her, her daughter was going into the teen years and was kind of becoming a little bit um, not passionate about church. And so she thought this would be great. So she gets her daughter and then she has this community of women who in their teens did like youth group together and she's still in contact with them even though they're all at other churches. So for the last five or six years, bless her heart, she organises this incredible group of women. They book a hotel, they all go to conference together, they take their teenage daughters. Yeah, I would have loved to be a part of that, but whatever. <laughs> and, then, and then I'm in worship on the Saturday night. I look down to the front row and I have, you know, when everything goes click, 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 click in your head, doesn't always happen, but every now and again. And I look down to the front row and one of her friend's daughters is there on the front row, arms raised, loving it in, a, in this gorgeous group of friends. Unbeknownst to me at the same time, my son is at a local public high school and he's befriending this young lass and, and now boyfriend, girlfriend, bless her heart. It's so cute. He's all mushy and gooey about it. But she hasn't actually been in church on a weekly basis for years, but she has been at colour every year because of this woman who I took 10 years to get her there. Anyway, she's there now. And then she was in church the next day and honestly just did not want colour to end. So you just never know who your invite is going to come back and 
Bless you. Laura, what were you telling me about one of the, without locating people, one of the school mums who was there, but then who was just so shocked because she kept seeing all the school mums at her gate, like leading worship and doing this and doing that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of like Carolee's story where you show up to school and you're all dishevelled and you're just normal school mum. So this this girl comes and she apparently was just like looking at Annie, like leading worship on the platform and me emceeing on the platform and she just was so confused that these like everyday mums or whatever at the school gate are like in front of thousands of people and like doing our thing. She was like, what? Like just trying to let it land. She's hilarious as well. She's funny. Okay, I love all these stories. Don't you just love them? I bet you've got stories to tell. Don't forget them. The art of the story and the power of story is just wonderful. And I mean, we've just been random here, but it's good fun. Hey, there's so many beautiful things that will still come to us on that note. Kylie, you're an amazing girl, you know. Can we just give Kylie a hand? Because seriously... Well, on the whole school mums spectrum, since we're on that level, I had invited a school mum three years ago and she came. I didn't have the 10-year wait, she just came. But I am going to give you some hope because this was her third year of coming in a row. Um, And, you know, I hear all these amazing stories of, you know, so many people put their hand up and take a Bible and make a decision for Jesus and other stories that that I hear or you girls sharing. My friend came, she got saved the first night. Oh my gosh, my friend came, she's now coming to church. Oh my gosh, my my friend came and their whole family got saved, you know, and I'm just like, every altar call, is she going to put a hand up? Sneaky, you know, little peek. Nope, she didn't. Okay, that was amazing. That was for her. She'll definitely put a hand up. But so, you know, she hasn't. But, you know, three years on, she's still coming. She, she looks like she's not enjoying it, but she keeps coming back. And on the last night, she, she just had a conversation and said, you know, I spoke to my husband last night. I'd love to start coming to church once a month. And I thought, that's fantastic. And you know, there's, he wasn't as pumped as what she was. And so then we're going to navigate those challenges next. But just the fact that she is coming, you could never read on her face that she is enjoying her or what God is actually doing in her heart, her body language or her face. Um, but you know, it's actually good for me to sit next to somebody like that as well, because you're very aware of what's going on from stage and through worship. Um, but just to understand that, keep inviting your friends because who knows, it's, up to, it's not up to us. We need to send out the invitation for sure, but God will do His work. And I know that one day, not only will my friend get saved, but I know her whole family will get saved. But as we just keep doing what they're doing, what we're doing, and so... Keep praying for her with me and for all the school mums that we know and the mums that are in our, in our own life. So it's encouraging. Yeah. Bobby, can I just give a big shout out and thank you to the people who sponsor? Yeah. And whether that's women here or, you know, people in church on Sunday who go and sponsor or contribute towards. Um, just before colour, I got a text from from a girl that was in our youth group 25 years ago who who is sort of very much connected to us, but up the coast. And she lost her teenage son last year to brain cancer, very sadly and tragically. And she just texted and said, "Um, a great depression has arrived on me and it's hard to breathe. And just said, I would love to come to colour. I need an injection of God's love. And I got in touch with Julie Scott 
And you know, we're on the stage, but really it takes a whole church, as you know, to make this happen and the kids team and the volunteers and pastoral care. And I might say pastoral care worked so hard during conference with women disclosing domestic violence and women disclosing all kinds of um, things that were triggering them during the sessions. And they, they are incredible, our team of pastors. Thank you. You're amazing. So anyway, I, I hooked up with Julie and Julie just made it happen. And Julie made it happen for a whole lot of people. And this girl was, was able through sponsorship to be able to come to conference. And when um, Lisa Harper preached that night on getting close to the veil and, you know, that God could make your pain thin and you could see beyond. And, and you know, what, what was just an incredible moment was we, we weren't all there just hyping the moment. We were just able to stand with this beautiful mum and, and just stand with her as the tears fell yet again and not try and stop it and not try and add to it. Never did we see a quarter of a century ago when they were all teenagers and I was in my 20s that we'd be here. You know, a quarter of a century on, standing with a mum in her grief. And yet here we are again on another altar call. Beck was there. You know, um, Sandra Denton was there. Others are there. Um, just saying, here we are again, Lord, and we trust you to bring us through. And, but she was there because she's desperate for God and she needs God. She's got a beautiful daughter. She's got to be a mum too, and she will be. She's got to make it. But she's also there because of the kindness of strangers cheering somebody else on. So thank you to people who share their bread. So others can keep breathing. Beautiful. Amen. So many layers. Can I add something? Do we have time? Yeah. I just want to do a shout out to the kids department again. Is that what we could, kids department sounds so whatever. But um, Becky Wakely sent me a text message about um, my little boy, Jack, and she was speaking about um, purpose and calling. And she was saying, I just feel like there's kids in here who they feel called to make things and to be creative. And apparently Jack stood up and, um, and then he realised that he was the only one who was standing up and everyone else around him was sitting down. So he kind of shyly like sat down again. And then Becky went up to him and she looked him in the eye and said, Jack, do you feel like you're called and purpose to create things and to make things? And he just confidently like nodded his head and she just prayed and spoke um, words of life over him. And I'm just so grateful that even at Colour, that's not just a babysitter's program, but these leaders are committed to shaping our kids' destinies. And I'm so grateful for that. So thank you, everybody. I'm grateful too. I love that. Thank you so much, everyone. And also little Zai, our other grandson, apparently made a decision for Jesus, which is really encouraging because he's such a little thinker. Like he wouldn't do that lightly. He has thought it through. In fact, Joel was, I said to Joel, Joel, he goes, I know, Mum, what? He goes, they were in LA the other day um, because Joel and Esther are now living in California. So they went to um, our OC campus. And on those campuses in the higher theatre venues, um, water baptismals just happen out in the car park. They just put a big water baptismal up and people um, follow Christ through the waters of baptism. If you're here today and you don't understand that, someone will explain it to you. <laughs> Ask the girl next to, to you. But anyway, Zion saw, he's five, the thinker, remember, the little boy who had a conversation with me once about volcanoes in like Iceland and he was worried that the ash was gonna come to New York 
And I was just like saying hi. <laughs> and suddenly we're talking about volcanic ash in Iceland. So this is Zion. So apparently he asked his father, so this is terribly random girls. He asked his father, why is everyone swimming in the car park? And then Joel, in true um, poetic form, like he's a, he's a poet and a prophet and a songwriter. <laughs> he said he went so deep trying to explain that Joel drowned himself. He, he just tried to explain water baptism to a five-year-old. Yeah, and he had trouble. It was like, oh, well, you know, you kind of go down and your old life, your dead life, life remains there. And I mean... <laughs> We all need lessons from Children's Church on how to do this. <laughs> oh, it's been a good morning, hey? We've got a few moments and do you know what? We haven't had any Scripture and that doesn't necessarily mean anything. <laughs> but, um, well, you know, I'd hate us to go away and go, do you know what? We never gathered around the Word. So last night I was reading and I thought, you know what? I'd actually like to read you if I can find it. Praise the Lord in my phone here. I'd just love to read to you Psalm 139, how good God is to us and how, um, how on point He is with our lives. So why don't you just close your eyes and just listen to the Word of God. It's to you. It's His promised Word to us. It says, God, investigate my life. Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you, even from a distance. You know what I'm thinking. You know when I leave and when I get back. I'm... I'm Oh, sorry. I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there. Then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit, to be out of your sight? If I climb to the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I flew on morning's wings to the far western horizon, you'd find me in a minute. You're already there waiting. Then I, uh, then I said to myself, oh, He sees me in the dark. He even sees me in the dark. At night, I'm immersed in the light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Night and day, darkness and light, they're all the same to you. Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, you're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvellously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one. Your thoughts, how rare, how beautiful God. I'll never comprehend them. I couldn't even begin to count them any more than I could count the sand on the sea. Oh, let me rise in the morning and live always with You. And please, God, do away with wickedness for good. And You murderers out of here, all the men and women who belittle You, God, infatuated with cheap God imitations. See how I also hate those who hate You. See how I loathe all who are all this godly arrogance. I hate it with pure, unadulterated hatred. Your enemies are my enemies. So obviously the psalmist was expressing his deep love for God. Verse 23 and 24. Investigate my life, O God. Find out everything about me. Cross-examine me and test me. Get a clear picture of what I'm about. See for yourself 
whether I've done anything wrong, then guide me on the road to eternal life. How good is the Word of God to us, hey? He's got us, girls. We're in the palm of His hand. Every single one of you is important to God. A friend might have brought you today and you've never been to local sisterhood. It's a little bit different today. Often we come, we worship, we, um, we, we fellowship, and then we open the Word of God and we bring it to you clearly and hopefully in a manner that's gonna apply to your lives. But we're here doing this together and I think we have just such a great privilege and honour and our God is for us, not against us, amen? Do you love that? I hope that your hearts are strengthened from the past few weeks. And we are gonna go into... Um, we're gonna go into this new season around that series. Like when I talked to the, the girls on the link, we're gonna go in and we're gonna go in in strength and with clarity. And we're not gonna bleed it dry, but we're gonna actually seek to bring out the goal that's actually gonna help our lives. So I really wanna encourage us to be bringers. You know, we fill this room here on this Hills campus and it's, she's a really large room. It swallows us up. This is a great turnout for a Thursday morning just in this location alone. But you know what? We can do better. We actually can do better. And there's oceans of girls in our church, correct, who like are sitting there and they need this environment that's gonna love them and mother them and nurture them in Jesus' Name, Amen. So Father God, I just wanna thank You for each and every soul who leans in every week. Father, we commit our, um, our the remainder of sisterhood to You these next few weeks. Father God, as we enter into the autumn season as we head towards Easter, Father God. I pray that all the girls who are entrusted to share and to impart and to lead and carry will feel the, the weight and the support of everyone leaning in, that we're gonna open Your Word, we're gonna dissect Your Word, we're gonna divide Your Word, we're gonna grow. Father, we pray for our friends, our neighbours, the people that we love so desperately, that we desire, Father God, to know the truth of who You are. We pray for them, that Father God, this season right now, this colour season has been a breaking open season. Father, give us, a, give us a capacity to water and to nurture what You are doing, not only in our own lives, but those, of li of those, those lives alongside of us. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen, beautiful. Amen. I hope you're feeling relaxed. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> you just close your eyes for one moment? I just wanna pray for you. Pray for girls in the room right now. Father, I just pray for any girl who's in this room right now, her heart's heavy in any way, Father God. And we've sat here and we've told stories of Your grace and Your goodness in others and there's many, many more. But Father, if someone is sitting in here right now feeling heavy of heart, feeling distant and removed and isolated, if there's anyone in this room right now, Lord, who feels that they are disconnected even from You, they have no sense of peace, they have no sense of assurance. They have no sense of relationship with You, Father, that she sees or perhaps in others. Father, I pray for her heart right now, that her heart will be still and that she'll know that You indeed are God. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that He is and He's near You and He loves You. He doesn't condemn You. He's actually drawing You. He is a good, good Heavenly Father. He has a Son who is His only Son, whom He sent for our redemption. He sent us to pay the price, to close a great divide and to draw us home. And there is a Holy Spirit who is a mystery, but that Holy Spirit is alongside of you to love you and to draw you and to walk with you. 
So Father, I pray for any girl in the room today who's feeling that isolation, that her heart will lean towards You. In Jesus' Name, that she'll realise You can be her Lord and Saviour, that she will invite You to be Lord and Saviour. Father, I leave it with You and I leave it with her, but I pray for her in Jesus' Name. And Father, as a sisterhood here on this campus, we thank You for the life of one of our sisters, Veronica, who has passed and gone to be with You. We pray for her family right now and her celebration of life that is even happening right now as we gather here. So Father, we thank You that we get to do life together, young, older and everything in between. We love sisterhood, Father. We love Your church, we love Your kingdom and we love You. So thank You, Father, for all that You do in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.